And welcome back to another episode of the Buckeyes Abroadcast. This week, we are continuing this little mini-series we're doing right now, highlighting some of the terrific virtual program options that we are offering within the Office of International Affairs this year and for years to come. Today, I have a really exciting guest to talk with us about some of the programs um, offered within her college. Jenna Azote is an education abroad specialist within the College of Education and Human Ecology. Jenna works within our education abroad team with Charlie and I, so we get to interact quite a bit. But Jenna is going to talk to us today about a couple of the specific virtual programs that the College of Education and Human Ecology are offering this year. So Jenna, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself and maybe your role within education abroad? Awesome. Thanks, Brian. Um, so as you said, I am an education abroad specialist for the College of Education and Human Ecology. Um, I joined the university about a year ago, for those of you who haven't met me before. So I've been around just about as long as the pandemic these days. <laughs> so I currently manage all of EHE's portfolio of education abroad programs, uh, mostly faculty-led. But I am really excited about um, some of our current projects developing a few virtual options for students this year, and that's going to include ISA's Global Remote Internships. These internships are ready for this summer, beginning of June through the beginning of August. They're individual internship placements that are part-time and unpaid, um, and students will have the option of uh, placements in Australia, Peru, Spain, and Vietnam. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, terrific. Before we get into maybe more of the specifics on the internships, just as we are kind of beginning this conversation of virtual experiences and the value they can bring to students, maybe maybe you could talk to us a little bit about the value you see in virtual experiences and why students should be interested in them. Absolutely. So in virtual experiences in general and even internships um, in particular, you know, remote work is here to stay. I think the pandemic has fundamentally changed how we're going to live and work even once things go back to quote unquote normal. You know, initially out of necessity, more than half of the U.S. workforce uh, was working from home. And I, so many companies now are reporting that all of this virtual work is going to stay. So it's going to change how we interact with those, um, you know, in our own companies um, and organizations, schools outside of the United States. It'd be really important to know how to function in this way. Sure. Um, I guess a little bit about uh, internships too, um, a little bit more specifically, they're going to be really student specific. Um, they're going to be flexible to schedules and really affordable. So I can talk a, a little bit more about that later on. Sure. You know, one thing you touched on, obviously, is that we're, we're seeing a, a shift kind of in the workforce and really in, in almost every industry, I think. You know, as we move on past the COVID-19, you know, era that we're living in right now, businesses and industry are kind of, you know, obviously, they've been able to do a self-audit on exactly what is important, right, when it comes to a workspace? Do we actually have to be around each other 100% of the time? Or have we seen, right, during this pandemic that, you know, many industries are really able to function and even excel uh, kind of in this work from home model where, where people are able to live where they want to live, but still be involved in the, the companies and the industries that they, you know, are interested in. So obviously we're going to be seeing ripples from the pandemic and, and how, it, how it impacts just the way that we interact down the road, which I think is obviously a reason that Charlie and I are wanting to highlight these virtual programs is not only because of, you know, the value that they have uniquely for this summer, you know, when students aren't able to physically travel abroad, but 
in the years to come, right? Students are going to be getting terrific experience that's that's really going to to play a role in their in their lives, you know, for for the majority of their careers, just because of the ways that industry is changing and kind of the the different ideas behind, you know, how necessary it is to actually be a brick and mortar, you know, establishment versus having a flexible workforce that can, uh, you know, have the ability to work from home. So I think that that's a terrific way to introduce it. Getting into, you know, these virtual experiences and especially your programs we're promoting today, specifically, what audiences are you looking for that might be interested in these pro- virtual programs? Yeah, um, so uh, global remote internships are going to be open to all ranks and majors, well, all undergraduate ranks. And the only academic requirement to get one of these internships is that you have a 2.5 GPA or greater. So this is really a come one, come all um, kind of opportunity. And there are numerous routes a student can take. Some of the examples, uh, when I was talking with ISA's team, um, they had marketing and communications interns for sports teams in Spain. Um, They had English tutoring interns in Vietnam, tourism company interns in Vietnam, and so many more. So truly, like wherever your interest lies, I think ISA can do a really great job of, of matching you uh, with an internship to fit your needs. Um, sure. So with these internships as well, they really are catered to students' specific interests, qualifications, and professional goals. And one thing that ISA does really, really well is it takes out the work from students to, you know, hunt for internships alone and by themselves. You, you might put out eight applications, maybe you didn't get a call back from any of them, but working with ISA, you're just about guaranteed to get a placement somewhere within one of their four locations. Sure. And I, I wanted to kind of that, zoom in on that a little bit, right? With I, sure. Maybe you could, could talk to the audience a little bit about ISA and really more specifically the placement process itself. You know, you mentioned that ISA has all these different facets that they can gear, you know, many different students' interests towards, you know, what they want to be involved with and in the type of internship they want. Maybe you could just talk a little bit about uh, how that placement process works and, you know, the ISA's role within the placement. Sure. So any interested student um, who wants to apply is going to have to fill out two applications, um, one here with Ohio State on our educationabroad.osu.edu website, um, and then one on ISA's website. On the OSU side, it's pretty simple. We're just going to ask you for your advising report and ask a few short questions about you and your interests in the program. But the meat and potatoes comes with um, ISA's application, and it's a a lot more in-depth. They're going to ask you for a resume, a personal statement, your transcripts. And students out there, if you have not explored these resources already, there are plenty of offices on campus to help you refine these tools. You can submit all these things on ISA's website. You can choose up to three areas of interest. And then once you are processed through, you will have um, an advising session with one of ISA's career advisors, just so that they can get a better feel for who you are. You're going to talk about your goals, interests, qualifications. And after that meeting, they're going just to decide which um, companies are going to be a really great fit for you and send your information to them, see if they're a good match. After the companies have a chance to review, some companies will ask you uh, to interview just so that they can get to see you face-to-face, Zoom to Zoom rather, (laughs) (laughs) and make their selection final. Um, And once they confirm their offer to you, you're going to receive a confirmation letter from ISA with all of the full details and expectations of the internship. Sure. The reason I I always want to make sure that we 
walk through that process, at least from like a bird's eye view, you know, for students, is the value that I think it shows within ISA and the value that that is there for students, right? Because ISA is just as committed or, you know, it's in their best intentions to find the best fit for the student. They don't, it's not like it's just a name on the paper and we need John Doe to have this internship. It's like, we want to get to know the student right? And know what the student's interests are. Because at the end of the day, this is only going to be a successful experience if it's positive for the student, positive for Ohio State, and then obviously positive for the institution that the student's linked up with. So just to show that ISA is taking those extra steps to ensure that they're getting to know the student, getting to know the student's interest, and trying to make the best possible pairing uh, for the internship. I think there's a lot of value there. You know, when students are looking at different programs, obviously they want to make sure that they are being taken care of. And to kind of talk a little bit about the the extra steps that ISA is taking to make sure that, you know, the placement process is as thorough as possible, I think is really important. So it's great to hear just a few of those extra steps and kind of what that process looks like uh, for students. Kind of transitioning from the placement side, one of the more important parts of, you know, a student's decision when it, in regards to programming and what program they might be interested in is the type of credit that they will earn through these virtual experiences. So if you would, Jenna, if you could just talk to us a little bit about the types of credit that are associated with these IS, ISA uh, virtual experiences. Yeah, so this program is a little bit unique in that students actually have the option to choose uh, whether or not they want to earn academic credit. So um, when applying on a website, you can either choose the credit bearing option or non-credit bearing option. Non-credit bearing option is exactly as it sounds. Credit bearing, you can earn uh, six credit hours, which would need to be evaluated with students' home academic department uh, through the transfer credit process. Students can be using these types of credits um, for things like the global option. Sometimes colleges have degree requirements where you have to have an internship. Um, so this is a great way to um, not only just get some global experience, work experience, but you can meet some academic requirements as well. Sure. And definitely, I think that's kind of an interesting point for students to hear, right? Is that, you know, sometimes you are either handcuffed to needing, you know, a certain uh, uh, academic credit, you know, from participating in one of these programs. But I think that it's interesting that ISA also just offers, you know, kind of just more of a traditional internship. We're just trying to get you, you know, some experience that you can take with you, you know, forward in your academic and then down the road, your professional career. So great to hear that, you know, you can kind of tailor the program to what you want and what you need, right, within your academic and career goals. So another one, right, credit is obviously a very important question, kind of transitioning to another important question for students, which is cost, right? So it's a virtual program. Um, so obviously the costs are going to be different if you're comparing it to a program that, you know, has an in-person component to it. Why don't you just talk a little bit about what costs are associated and maybe more specifically, right, where students can look for those costs? Because I know that it can vary between, right, an application fee, you know, with Ohio State and other costs associated with ISA. Great. Um, so if you were to go on to ISA's website right now and look at their global remote internships um, for the individual eight-week placement, you're going to see um, $15.50 as the program fee. Lucky for all of you OSU students, um, they offer each of you a $200 discount on that program fee. So that brings it down to $13.50. At the time of your application, you do owe $95, but that's actually applied toward the total program cost um, once you're accepted in. 
On the Ohio State side, when you submit your application, we do uh, have a $50 administrative fee. Um, and then if you are seeking academic credit, there's a $300 transcript fee um, from ISA as well. So if you're looking at the non-credit bearing option, you're looking at about $1,400 uh, credit bearing, you're looking at about $1,700. And that's gonna include all of your program activities, support from ISA, support from your companies, there are networking events, professional development events. Uh, they have a pre-program orientation. So you really do get a lot for that program fee. And then I think the other thing to note is there are so many scholarships available right now, left and right. I, I think there are just a lot of um, virtual programming specific scholarships coming out. And through the grapevine, I'm starting to hear that students just aren't applying for these. So if you apply for one of these scholarships right now, I wanna say you have a pretty good chance of uh, receiving some money. I believe STEP is letting students use funding for virtual events. Um, and then OIA also has the Global Online Learning Scholarship, um, which is up to $250 for a student for any virtual program. Sure. That, that was definitely something I wanted to hone in on, which is, you know, a lot of times you hear those, those fees, you know, associated with programs, and it can be something that scares a lot of students off. But the unique thing about the time that we're operating in is that a lot of our more traditional education abroad scholarships have gone unused, you know, at least for over the last year and now bleeding into this year as well. Um, I can speak, you know, within, within the College of Food, Agricultural, and Environmental Sciences, we have about twice the amount of scholarships that we normally, you know, award that are that are really slated that we need to get out in the immediate future. So definitely for students who are interested in a virtual program, there is funding available. And obviously, as you're participating in an Ohio State program, in an Ohio State accredited program, you have access uh, to those education abroad scholarships to help fund your program. So make sure that you are looking into that uh, as, as a funding opportunity for you. So kind of transitioning into maybe the more the most important part of our conversation, Jenna, if students are interested in applying to one of these uh, virtual programs, where, where should they start? And, you know, what does that process look like? Yeah, so I'm going to say that the first place that students should go for information um, is on our website, educationabroad.osu.edu. Search for the program ISA Global Remote Internships. Um, you can review the credit bearing and non-credit bearing options. Um, and students can apply right now. Applications are open and ready to go. Um, and there's rolling admission now through April 1st. Wait, don't hesitate. Uh, get started on your resume or your um, personal statement. Submit them to us and ISA. So that's that's the date for students to kind of circle on their calendars, April 1st. That would be the April last day 1st. for enrollment. Okay. So remember, if you're listening at home and you're interested in this program, make sure you get that written down. But it's just like with any of our education abroad programs, right? It's best to start early, right? With any kind of application and looking at the deadline, it's going to be best practice to begin your application as soon as you're interested and really kind of finalize and hit submit when you're sure that this is a program uh, that you're wanting to apply towards. But it doesn't hurt anything to start that application today because you can really save as you go and uh, be prepared so you're not you know, bumping up against that April 1st deadline uh, when it is time to apply. So Jenna, with that, thank you so much for joining us today. If uh, students want to get in contact with you, uh, maybe you could just share your contact information or where they can go to learn any more about what we've talked about. Yeah, um, so I can be reached at azate.one at osu.edu. Feel free to shoot me an email if you're interested, have any questions. Um, I will get you up to speed um, and ready to go. Awesome. So thank you so much, Ryan. I really yeah, appreciate no, you having me on today.
No problem at all. Jenna, uh, for those listening, we will have all of Jenna's contact information as well as links to the programs we talked about today uh, listed in the episode description. So wherever you are listening uh, to this podcast, make sure you check that out if you are interested in more information. Uh, Thank you for listening to another episode of Buckeyes Abroadcast. Broadcast.